This is Q-Man. This is Caleb. Welcome to Life Unwasted, a podcast where we look into our past to discover our present. Welcome uh, to the show, everybody. Uh, we've got another great interview lined up today. Um, just a couple of reminders. Uh, this is a show about uh, Cumin and I. We were missionary kids in the Philippines in the 90s and the early 2000s. And um, we're interviewing uh, other missionary kids, other third culture kids, other um, uh, folks that we knew uh, from that time period, uh, just to hear their stories and um, uh, look at uh, things that they remember from back then, talk about what they need now and all of these sorts of things. Just a reminder, um, you can uh, contact us through Twitter. It's L Unwasted or Life Unwasted on, on Twitter. Uh, and uh, we are we have a Facebook page uh, called uh, Life Unwasted. Not that anyone's on Facebook anymore. But let's get to our interview. So at the top of the show, uh, we have Meg. Um, if you could uh, give us a few details about yourself, just so that people from as much as you feel comfortable, but you know what year you graduated, um, maybe a little bit about yourself so that people can kind of place you in the, the Faith Academy canon. Okay. Wow. The Faith Academy canon. All right. Well, hi, I'm Megan. Um, I graduated in 2002. I think I might be your first 2002-er, mm -hmm. which feels like kind of an honor. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> so I graduated in 2002. Uh, I grew up in Bangladesh, and then I came to Faith Academy my sophomore year. I was in the dorm from sophomore to senior year. Um, I... Yeah, at the end of my senior year, my life changed quite a bit. I was in a serious accident at Faith, and so things went differently than I planned. And I ended up getting into um, English literature, which is kind of funny, because uh, that was not my vibe, I don't think, at all at Faith. And then, yeah, I got into teaching, and then I've taught high school English um, for about 11 years. I'm taking a little break right now. And, um, yeah, I don't know how much more you want, I guess. Well, that's, that's a lot more than we normally do. Oh. Um, but <laughs> okay. like, so I, I had no idea, honestly, you know, I mean, I knew you really well in high school. You and yeah. I haven't talked, uh, in like, you know, 20 that years at, at least. Yeah. Yeah. But I had no idea you were in a car accident or at least that's not something that, that I remembered whatsoever. Like that's, that's a huge life change. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually a motorcycle. Oh, yeah. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. One of the things I've been thinking about a lot is the processing something with people that were there. Like, I think mm. that's not something like, I feel like there's lots of stories and lots of memories I have from faith, but I haven't necessarily processed them with faith people. If that makes sense. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of, so it was, so we had our 20 year reunion this summer and it was a lovely time. Oh my gosh. It was so much fun. Um, it was in Texas, which was very funny telling friends, Oh, I'm going to my high school reunion. Where is it? It's in Texas. I didn't know you went to high school in Texas. No, 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 no. I didn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we met in Texas. It was great. Um, and we had so much fun just like sharing memories and laughing about things on the last night. All the people that were kind of left, we all hung out and someone was like, let's all share crushes. And it was just, you know, just like a very, like, very fun, very, I don't know. There was, 
heavy times for sure, but it was just a lovely time to just kind of reminisce. And so it was right after that reunion um, when you reached out to me, Caleb, and you were like, hey, we're doing this podcast. And so I think I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to share memories. It's going to be so fun. And then you were like, you can check it out. You can listen to it. And the first one I listened to, I was like, oh, this is okay. So not just like laughing. Haha, remember this happened. Oh, this is a bit heavier, <laughs> which is totally fine. Which was but the first different. one that you listened to? What was the first? I listened to the very first one with Adam. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Yeah. And not, not like that was heavier than other ones. It was just. Yeah. I thought, you know, the way Caleb was like, we're going to reminisce. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be so fun. I think, too, <laughs> Caleb, some of my most favorite memories from Faith Academy are with you. And there's, like, so much laughter, so many good times. There were some really hard times there, you know, but it, the way that it was like, it's to get together and, you know, kind of reminisce. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so fun. And then I was like, oh, OK. Oh, <laughs> so a little different. Still okay, but a little different. <laughs> what was yeah. going through your mind when you were listening to the several different episodes? Because I remember that one comment you said you you find yourself like responding to each of the guests. Yeah, so I do with all them. of them. I have cried a couple of times. I feel mm. like there's been a couple of your guests that have said something so maybe like just concisely beautiful that I feel like they've summarized something and it's just been like, oh, yes, that's gorgeous. Um, I find myself kind of like laughing and talking with you guys and every single episode, I'm like, I wish there was like a call in option or I wish there was like, I want to talk to these people or I remember this, you know, there's, it's, it feels very interactive to me. Some of mm. that is my personality, but some of that, I think you guys are well, doing a great job. No, a lot of people say that. And it's funny because I have that too. When I listen to us talking, like I, sometimes I will interject, you know, even, even and I'm, <laughs> it looks, I'm listening to Cuban and myself and it's really weird. So get specific for yourself though. Like what's a specific thing that that's a memory that meant more when you processed it with Faith Academy folks or what's something that, that, um, yeah, like get, get specific. Well, is it okay if I share a story? It's one of my yes, most please. shared stories. Oh, I one share thing. almost every year with my students. Yeah, and one thing, about, Meg, this is your yeah, space. Yeah, yeah. This is your time. Yeah. So no one oh, no yep. need to ask okay. permissions for us. Go yeah. ahead with anything. Yeah. You want. Well, I just mean I'm not going to absolutely like completely answer that question you're asking i'm gonna go a different oh, way yeah of course oh um, you're deflecting oh you're deflecting and you're telling me that you're doing it <laughs> yes okay <laughs> that's so, that's honest Caleb, yeah i'm very interested to know your memory of this memory because again yeah it's one of i so i think that's kind of what i've been processing through like i've thought about this memory so many times but then to go like to, what do you think do you and that happened a lot of the reunion like sharing a story and someone in my dorm being like, I don't remember this at all. And being like, what? I've thought about this so many times in the last 20 years. And they're like, oh, yeah, I don't remember that happening. And that's really interesting to me. Like, this is like a core memory or a core moment of my high school with this other person. And they didn't think about it again. <laughs> so, okay. So here's the story. Caleb, you and I, super fun, great friends in high school. Your dorm I loved your dorm. Oh my gosh, we had so many fun times. It is coming up to, I'm gonna set the scene here. It is coming up 
to your senior. I'm a junior. It is junior senior time. And some of the guys in your dorm have told me you're going to ask me to junior senior. I'm so excited. We have so much fun. It's such a good time. Uh, I don't remember who, but someone was like, what color is your dress? And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is such a big deal, which is so silly. But yes. Okay. Um, So we're getting all ready. And your dorm mom was going to buy all the flowers the same time to to give to you guys to ask, which is, again, so funny to think about as a mom, as an adult. But so everyone's telling me, okay, Caleb is going to ask you tomorrow. Caleb, do you remember this? I, I really want you to tell this story because okay. I. <laughs> okay. So we're all going to go in a group. And again, like such a good time, like so much laughter, so much fun. We're all going to do this. It's great. So it comes to the day and yeah, I'm like, okay, I don't know how he's going to ask me. It's going to be so much fun. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. Well, Caleb and I have class together after lunch I don't remember, it might have been theater class, but it was like in the old, they turned an old closet into a classroom right at the student store, like right at the V. Yep. I think it was theater class. I don't know what class it is, but I know the memory that's coming. So go ahead. Okay. Okay. I'm loving this. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I don't want to be late to class. But Caleb's not coming. Caleb's not coming. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. So I'm like standing by the door, but the bell's going to ring. And so all of a sudden I look. And so if you can picture where this class is, right, it's right at the V. There's a direct shot past the gym to like senior hall, right? So it's like a direct shot. So I see Caleb running towards me. He's coming from senior hall. He's got a guitar in one hand, some flowers. And I'm pretty sure in my memory, they're yellow because I wore a yellow dress, but I don't know if that's true. And you have paper in the other hand and you are running directly at me. And I remember thinking, should I pretend like I'm surprised? Should I look away? Should I like, I remember thinking like, I don't know how to respond. I'm so excited. And you're getting closer and you're getting closer and you run right by me. (laughs) And you sing a song and you ask, a different girl that's in our class that's in whatever class that was right right after lunch you ask her to junior senior do you do you remember this so i don't remember it from your perspective but okay. i remember that day <laughs> and yeah i will say for our listeners like we talked about it afterward we hung out at junior senior um another guy from your dorm asked me and We had such a good time. He rented a top hat and a cane and he like dedicated all these ridiculous songs to me (laughs) during junior senior. And in my memory, like that is one of the nights I laughed the most in high school. Like, and then, you know, you were there, we hung out at the doormat, like it was totally fine. So I don't want any of your listeners to think that I've like waited 20 years to be like, all right, Caleb, we talked about it afterwards. It was fine. But that is like a really specific memory that I have. I would love to hear. This is so perfect. Caleb, you, you have no idea. You have no idea how perfect this is. So okay. first of all, first of all, let's talk about what's happening here, which is um, let's talk about how our brains work. Our brains work by storytelling. Everything in our mind is a, a, a loop of a story. 
And one of the things that Cumin and I have been talking about is when we're doing this podcast and it's almost like group therapy, we're rewriting these stories in our brains by filling in the spaces and getting the different perspectives and putting irrational things into a more rational mindset or maybe like reinforcing that the pain that we felt was legitimate. And, And so as we rewrite these stories, um, in our brain, it actually is like super healthy for yeah. for our mental health. So here's yeah, my side of the healing. story. Here's my okay. side of the story. Oh no! Okay, I'm ready. I um so we had Dan Stringer on the podcast, and he um uh he wrote a book um, that was really good. But in it, he talks about Paul Coleman. It, 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 all, this all loops back. This is all connected. Okay. I promise. Oh my god! He talks okay. about Paul Coleman, who's a evangelical. Uh, singer person that became famous but my sophomore year he came to faith academy and he with his like one drummer and uh, (laughs) i got a picture with him and and dan talked about it in the book and i'm like dan i think i have a picture of that that assembly that we were at and um uh so i went down in the basement and i pulled out all my stuff from high school and in there was my trapper keeper and in my (laughs) trapper keeper so we had a conversation with another mk um, uh, and it's so funny that you brought up, you admitted all your crushes to each other because Cumin <laughs> and I, and this other MK that we went to elementary school with all admitted our crushes on the phone. And it was so cathartic. And she was like, it. Oh, I, I love it. she was like, I think I still have notes from high school. She found a note that I wrote to her from high school. So I opened up that trapper keeper okay. inside. There is one note from her. Okay. There's about 18 notes from you. And I told on Tuesday of this week, I told no Cumin, way. I'm like, I'm reading these notes now. And I'm like, oh, my God, Cumin, I think Meg had a crush on me. And I had no idea. I had no clue. And I opened the Trapper Keeper on Tuesday. And I'm like reading all these notes from you. And I'm like, you're so obvious. And I'm so stupid. Like, and so, so. Like I, I love had that this happened on two like two yes, days ago. Yes. I love so it. at the okay. time in that moment, and I was actually at, I was act, act, acting on a, a different girl. Um, I had I had no I have no clue what you're talking about. I have no clue about any other guys in my dorm. Like that was never the plan, and I don't remember us wow. even talking about it after that. Like I have no recollection whatsoever of what you're talking about, but <gasps> this wow. week. This week, I, 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 and so like I was putting all these things together with our relationship, you know, at the time, and I'm like, it was so obvious. Like, what is wrong with me? Um, and so like you telling that story, I bet Cumin is just. What is your reaction, Cumin? I, I love this. <laughs> this is like, this like, this is like the best entertainment I could get nowhere else. Nowhere else. I'm loving every minute of it. I watch a fair amount of reality TV on my end. I I watch a fair amount yeah. of YouTube. Yeah, I yeah. watch a fair amount of everything. But this I is by it. far the best entertainment I've gotten in a long, long time. Oh my gosh! The reason you gave me, Caleb, you said. Because I think I was like, oh, what happened? And you were like, oh, the person you asked, you, this is what you said to me. You're like, I mm. have wanted to ask her out all of high school, maybe middle school as well. Wow. I don't remember. But it was like, I've always wanted to ask her. And you were like, this is my last shot. I'm a senior. It's towards the end of my senior year. And so if I don't ask her, you know, I'm going to miss it. So I got to do it. And I was like, oh, okay. That, I'm okay with that. 
I, I don't remember that at all. I, here's my memory. Here's the here's the memory I have from prom night. Or I'm gonna call okay. it prom because it was prom. Um, okay. we, with no dancing. With no dancing. <laughs> yes. No. But no. Never. My roommate and I had rented a, a Toyota Corolla stick shift, and mm -hmm. uh, I was a very bad driver. Um, <laughs> but we ended the night at uh, the Mangiamelli's house. Oh, we're yeah, using names I was now. There. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, I know you were there, and I drove you home, and I drove after having stayed up all night it was like mm -hmm. six or seven in the morning and i drove you home and i think i drove like a freaking maniac and almost killed <laughs> us because i could barely drive that stick shift and i was going way too fast i remember we listened to a u2 song i think well brendan was with us we went like driving to like look at stars or something oh maybe yeah and it was, yeah i remember thinking like what a lovely night like I yeah. was disappointed and then the way that it mm -hmm. turned out, I remember thinking like, this was great. Yeah. Yeah. That is so funny. So what is that? So, you know, that memory, like, why did that come up for you? Or what is that? What does all of this mean to you now? Like that everything that we've been talking about as an adult, you're processing this now. Like, how do you view this now? I mean, I think when I tell it with my students, it's a very funny, it's to me, it's like a classic high school story. Um, and I think too, yeah, what does it mean to me now? I don't know what it means to me now. I think the reason I share that story is one, because it's about you and it it's funny. But I think it is that like, I think we had some really big moments at faith I don't mean you and I I mean all of us and this is a bit of a sillier one but I feel like we had these big moments and then it's like then you graduate and it's just over it's just over mm -hmm. and I remember that you and I had all these plans of like oh we're gonna road trip across the country <laughs> we're gonna go visit like we had like this whole list of people we're gonna visit and then I graduated and I don't I don't know if I ever called you one time mm -hmm. and I think so that's something I think about a lot now, like at this spot in my life, trying to figure out, I feel like I have all these fractured lives of like my life in Bangladesh, my life at Faith Academy, my life at college, my life post-college. And so trying to figure out how to kind of not necessarily make sense of them all, but like make peace with them all. And then also figure out like, what does that mean as I'm trying to figure out what it looks like to like thrive as an adult? there has to be some sort of peace, I think, with all those pieces, <laughs> peace with pieces. Mm -hmm. So I think that story, like it is a really, it's a, it's a very funny story, but it does remind me of like, I feel sad that there's so many people I lost touch with. I think I feel really sad about that. Mm -hmm. Meg, and it's at not this too point, late. I know. That was something that actually that kind of came up at our high school reunion. A couple people were like, I, I felt like it was over, but you guys are here. It's not over. Can we, can we like, can we figure this out? I feel like there was so many things that like, I feel like it was kind of a joke how Faith Academy was like, we're preparing you. We're preparing you. We're going to do this seminar and we're going to talk to you about what to pack in your emotional bag to graduate. And I felt like there was all these things. And then I felt like we graduated and I was like, Oh, I'm horribly unprepared. Why didn't they give us anything that was useful? 
And, and I do think that is a big piece of like, you're going to lose contact with people. Um, you know, if you move back to the U S it's a really big country. I didn't have really any concept of like, yeah, we'll just jump in a car. And I didn't have a driver's license. I could drive in America. Like, there's so many details. And then for me, I don't know. I think it's different for everyone, but for me, it was kind of that pain of like, wow, I miss all these people. And now I'm overwhelmed. I don't know how to get back in touch with everyone, but now there's time passing, but it's mostly just so pain, right? It's a type of grief and I don't know what to do. I'm going to just move on. <laughs> and that I'm like, Oh, I wish I, that's something I definitely talk with my own kids about a lot. Um, when they have friends that move, um, yeah, I feel like that comes into play. Like, how does that affect me today? I think that's something I talk about with my, my kids a lot. And they're pretty, they're still pretty young. But mm. I, yeah, I think that's part of it. Meg, um, you've been telling the story for over a decade now. I I'm just glad uh, people are talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, your, all your students, hundreds of them maybe. <laughs> Now I know who Caleb is. <laughs> yeah. You know, Cumin, what was what's interesting about what Meg just said. So Cumin and I had a conversation with another MK, um, not from the Philippines. She grew up in Central America um, or she was an MK in Central America. Um, and we were talking with her on Tuesday. And, you know, she said, man, when I got back to the U.S., I just kind of like cut, you know, like I was done with that part of my life. I didn't reach out to anybody. and I just kind of mm. that chapter was closed and I moved on. And she said, I think that's just me. And I said, no, no, that's, that's everybody. And I told her how I literally two days before that had had a conversation with my brother about this. And because he's been talking with folks in his class and they all said the same thing. I mean, some of them mm -hmm. are within a ha half an hour's drive from wow. people that they graduated with and they never reached out. And it, it, he said, you know, I mean, we said like, is that trauma? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's kind of this collective trauma that, yeah. that you know, and, and one last thing, you know, cause I want to hear your guys' perspective on this, but you know, our generation is the last generation of MKs that came back to the U S and there wasn't Facebook and social media and all yes! those things. So when when yes! we grew up on the, we're the last generation that grew up on the, when our parents were using typewriters, when, when they started at the end, you had to go down to B PLDT or the, the, we, uh, to call home, we had to schedule a uh, appointment at the phone um, uh, company and get a booth, get in line right. for a booth to make a long distance right. phone call. That's how we started our experience. Right. And we're the last generation to come back and, and not have that. And I, I, I'm interested to hear what other generations experience, but this sort of collective just shutting the door and moving on is yeah. universal. Yeah, it's funny. At our reunion, sorry, I'm talking about it again because it was recent. Yeah. Um, we, my husband came with me and we were some of the last ones to leave. And he was not making fun of me. He's, he, oh my gosh, he's my favorite human. He is so patient and so kind. So he wasn't making fun of me, but he was kind of like, kind of laughing because we went back to our hotel room and I was like, oh, so-and-so is in this room. Like, we're walking down the hallway. And I'm like, and so-and-so is in this room. Oh, and that's so sad. They already left. They were in here. And he was kind of like, what are you, like, what are you thinking is going to happen? And I'm like, I don't know. It's not crazy. But like a couple hours ago, they were right there in those rooms. And he was like, 
okay. Like, again, not like making fun of me, but just kind of like, okay. And I was like, I don't know if it's like a, if it's like a TCK thing that it's like so hard to let go. And um, I no. was like, I, I'm like fighting this urge to like write the group and be like, is anyone still in the hotel? Like, do you want to, do you want to hang out for like one last, one last drink, one last thing? Meg, and I know like, what it is. It's, what is it? you, it's you going back to your very last night of graduation that grad night, night that oh, you grad that, that, uh, that grand night that you spent at your hotel yeah what was that place and and you Robinson sang Galleria Robinson's I don't know if you guys Galleria. did Robinson. uh, Meg where were you I at so. on your graduation I, night is that does I that think, ring true for you or what 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 do you what are your thoughts when well, Keenan says that yeah I mean I'm not sure if it's from grad night I do we I was kind of like I I need to like I kind of felt like, yeah, I need to move on. And so he was like, we have some time before our flight. Let's go down to the pool. So we go down to the pool. And then it turned out someone was like, hey, is anyone, are you guys still here? And I was like, yes, we're still here. Come to the pool. And then someone else from the class FaceTimed me and um, was like, hey, I'm standing outside like the air bridge. Everyone else is on the plane. I don't want to get on the plane. Like, I don't want this to be over. And that was like a huge moment for me because I was like wait you wait you do that and someone that was sitting next to me she was like I do that I've always done that and I was like I've always done that and I just thought it was like just me like I get to that spot like the air bridge seems like this very like monumental like once I walk through once I walk through this air bridge and get on that plane like it's over and I really thought like I just didn't know anyone else that did that and here's this guy and he's like, I don't, I don't want to walk through the air bridge. And I was kind of like, don't do it. But I said, no, you should go. Don't miss your flight. But it was that really like made me go, whoa, do other people do this? And then it felt like mm -hmm. it kind of related to this idea of, I think I have a lot to process with people that like, you know, I think I have a lot more to process with TCKs, not just, um, I guess, non-TCKs. And you're doing that right now. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys do this? Like, wait to get on the air bridge? Have you done that? No. <laughs> I haven't no. either. <laughs> yeah. No, but I know the feeling, though. The thing that you're describing, you know, like the, the walking out the door or walking away or getting in the car and closing the door, you yeah. know, I, that, that that's universal. Yeah. I think mm. um, for me, for a lot of years, um, you know, I didn't want to cling on to the faith community. It's like, okay, you know what? If I'm going to move on, I'm going to move on. And yeah. I think what we're all realizing now, or at least what I'm realizing is um, it's more fun when we move forward in life together. It's not about yeah. being, you know, like staying connected. And that's why, you know, when we ask questions, it's always like, well, you know, what happened then? And how did you get through it? But like, how does it show up in your life now? Because that's ultimately what we're trying to get at. How do we move forward together? as a community yeah. how do we how do we build a community across nations now that we're all spread across the world because um it's fun i love you guys yeah. you know yeah caleb you're getting so much better at putting words to our vision <laughs> <laughs> moving forward together building a community of trust that crosses nations whoa spot on brother <laughs> I think there's, 
Yeah, like making new meaning brings healing, right? When you yeah. can make new meaning, new meaning, no, new meaning. And I think, yeah, I think it's just really kind of, um, I'm struck by me sharing a story. And it, you guys have talked about this in other um, past episodes where you share a story and people are like, what? That happened to you in your childhood? What? And so I think there's a lot of stories that I've shared right that it's like oh that's weird or wow that's amazing or sometimes i feel like it's this immediate oh, i can't believe that happened to you i that's terrible that's shocking and i feel like well uh yeah okay you know you're getting stuck on like the wrong part and i think some of that is stripped away when you process with mm. the tck that they're like yeah. oh yeah oh i did that wow wasn't that terrible or can you believe that happened or so give us know, like, an example of that meg give us a because you deflected before <laughs> <laughs> What, what's an example um, of a story where, or, or, or uh, you know, something that you've been processing where it's like, man, it, when I explain it to TCKs, it makes sense. But everyone else looks at me like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Are you okay? Well, I think a lot of like, um, like some of the freedom we had as kids would not, would not be acceptable in America at this time. Like, I felt like there were so many, like, we kind of, like, roamed very freely, I think. And I think there was really cool parts of that that I'm, you know, thankful for. But then it, there's also things that I'm like, I can't believe, like, what were our parents thinking? Where were they? <laughs> what was going on? Um, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about the role of parents and kind of, um, I think one of my current... Uh, con not conclusions, it's not, you know, like a set thing, but kind of where I'm currently landing is how so many of our parents were kind of not set up with the proper tools to kind of handle the life that happens. Um, like, I think maybe if they had raised kids in a different environment or a different setting or a different country, um, things might have gone a lot I'm going to use the word better. I don't know if that's the best choice of word there, but yeah, I just feel like there's so many things that I'm like, Oh, now I'm realizing like, Oh yeah, they were not in a spot. Like they were not an emotionally healthy spot or I'm hearing other stories from friends and going, Oh wow. Like your parents were actually grieving, but they didn't know they were, Oh wow. Your parents maybe didn't want to be there, but they didn't know how to communicate that to you. I guess this is a little bit of a tangent, but, I'm thinking about not, this a lot. Like, I just think, yeah. I think I worked through a lot of, I think I would say anger. Um, I'm not usually prone to anger, but in the last few years, a lot of my processing kind of came up with like, it's got to be my parents. It's got to be my parents. Like if they had done this differently, if they had done this thing. And I think I'm kind of coming out. It feels like maybe on the other side of that, of like, oh, yeah, they were doing their best in a, some pretty difficult times. And sure, I can say, well, they chose those times or they, you know, whatever. But also, they were doing their best. I'm doing my best as a parent. With what I have, I feel really strongly about healing and mental health because I think that's what makes me the best parents. And so I feel like very, very strongly about working on myself, processing things, learning so that I can parent better and love my kids mm -hmm. better. Um, but where, 
where is your anger? Because I've never seen it and I've always wondered where it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it kind of doesn't come up often. Um, but it's everybody has it. Yeah, but... I feel a lot of anger at things that um, like things that are not thought through or things that it's like, well, it's what we did. Well, well give us a believe. give us a give us a specific example. Oh, you know, as as we okay. think, you know, uh, yeah, as we as you think about like um, the themes you've been talking about growing up as an MK. What's a specific example of something that you view differently now that you're a parent? Um, I think there's a lot of like. Um, allowance and sitting with emotions that I wasn't necessarily afforded or allowed. I, <laughs> both of those words kind of go different places, but I think, um, I think my parents kind of thinking was, well, if this is a hard thing, but we got to do it or we got to work through it or we got to move forward. Or so I think my times, in the US were especially rough. I think my times at Faith Academy were really, um, I remember my time at Faith with like so much love. Um, even though there were some really hard things that I went through and there were some, I think there were some pretty dark moments. Um, when I think of my time at faith, it's like, oh, I would do that again in a second. Oh, I would do. Oh, I, I would do that again. I would do it over and over and over. When I think of my time in the U.S., I'm like, oh, I don't want to think about that. Um, and when I think of like growing up in Bangladesh, like it's like mostly all positive. But I think I wasn't given a lot of space to be like, you know, you can be happy you're here, but also upset. You know, you can be really, you know frustrated that this is going on and also okay like i just i feel like it's only been in the last maybe like six years that i'm like oh i don't know if emotionally i'm super i think i have so much growing to do emotionally um and i feel like my emotions are starting to catch up with some of these other things we're talking about you know when you share a story of like that happened to you as a child that's tragic and you're like oh well i think it was okay and now i'm like oh that wasn't okay Oh, it doesn't mean that everything that happened wasn't okay. Oh, like, so I feel like I'm starting, I'm kind of in that process. Meg, you, when, when we started, you gave us vivid details about the yeah. story with Caleb. I mean, yeah. Yeah. If, is it too much to ask if you could splurge another story on us? Yeah. Just as much details. Um, What's the story yeah, well, that you that you tell? Like you know, that, you know that that story about um, junior senior is something you tell. What's another story that that sticks out to you as something that again is is part of the canon of your life? Um. Yeah, I feel like there's like so I I talk about my accident often, not necessarily as like here's a fun story, because um, it's pretty it's a pretty rough story. Um, so I. I don't mind. We can talk about that. I don't know about your listeners' stomachs because uh, it's it's a rough time. Um, another one that I talk about often is, um, Caleb, when you and I were in theater class, which was that after lunch, I don't remember, um, but we, you were you were like in cahoots uh, with Mr. Larson, possibly greatest teacher of all time, just a little shameless plug. 
um, you were in cahoots with him of like showing reaction. Do you remember this? Oh yeah. And we were doing the stage slap and that one, I think I still sometimes like have nightmares about that one was a rough time, but um, well, let's, just for your yeah, listeners, it was So like, let's do the same thing that we did before where okay. we tell each other's side of the story. So, oh, okay, okay. because this is, this is a memory that I've thought of, about a lot just to set the, the stage. <laughs> Uh, we had a theater class. It would have been yeah. your junior year, my senior year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one of our favorite teachers. Uh, and in the we got to the chapter about um, uh, stage uh, uh, conflict or or like how to how to slap each other, how to yeah. like do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like physical altercations on stage stage that look realistic, but are fake. Right. So okay. I want to I want to hear. Okay. What it was like sitting in the classroom so with the, when this thing happened. And I were partners or, you know, we, we took the class together. I think on, I think we planned it that way, but in this particular day, the teacher paired us up. And so, you know, the idea of a stage slap, right. Is you go to slap someone on the face, but your other hand slaps their other hand. Right. So you hear that sound, but you're not actually hurting the person. So Mr. Larson. Oh, sorry. Our teacher, um, our teacher is saying, uh, you know, you really got to sell it. It's in this reaction, you know? And so Caleb is like overly dramatic, like, you know, like falling on the ground and you like knock some books off the desk and, you know, and everyone's kind of like laughing of like, wow, Caleb really selling it here. And at one of these points, our teacher, he's coming in and out of the room because he is, it was like the beginning of the second semester, I think, because he was like bringing textbooks in and out of the room and I remember that one of the times he came in the room and he was a pretty um kind of a soft-spoken teacher I don't know if that's the best description but didn't usually raise his voice I'll say that and he just like very gently was like hey Caleb you gotta take it down a couple notches you know calm down a little bit and I remember that he said it like one or two times because I remember I said to you like Caleb like we're gonna get like stop like what do you you got to stop. And you were like, I'm just having a great time. And I was like, he's acting really weird, but whatever. So then there's another time I remember that um, you, yeah, you had this like huge reaction and you like knocked over all these books. And I don't know if that was the second or third warning that the teacher gave you, but there's a couple things that I remember. I remember that he was carrying in this huge stack of books. So like from his hands all the way up to his chest, like this huge stack of books. And I remember he came in and he like dropped the books and was like, that's it. And like grabbed you by your hair and like pulled you out of the room. And I remember a couple things. I remember one, there was this box, this weird box of like chalk dust and a couple pieces of broken chalk. Because I remember you knocked it over while he was like dragging you out of the room because there was like this very <laughs> gentle chalk cloud that was still falling after you guys were gone. The other thing I remember is that one of the girls in our class, I won't say her name, but she had just finished like her senior something like it was like this huge paper and she was like, you guys, I just finished this. I'm so proud of it. And so you kind of knocked that whole thing off the table um, on your way out. The door slams. It's very quiet. Two girls are crying. One of them was the senior paper person. The other one was just crying. And um, another girl that actually has been on your podcast. She's so great. She goes, okay, guys, 
here's what we're going to do. I have a piece of paper. I want you all to write down what you saw. You're going to sign your names. We're going to date it. I'm going to go see the principal. I'm going to bring him over. We're all going to need to give a statement and we're going to move forward in this way. Like super calm. Like just like, this is how we're going to deal with it. And I just remember everyone was like in shock, silence. She leaves to go get the principal. I don't know. Like it probably was like 20 seconds. It felt like a long time. You and the teacher come back in and the teacher goes, and that is why reaction is so important. Oh, wow. And then kind of like looks around and like, oh, are you guys okay? <laughs> I just remember we were all like, what? No, what? No, we're not. No. <laughs> and I remember like because then the principal came and he was like, oh, no, sorry. <laughs> I was just teaching something. And we were all kind of like, can we? can we go? Like, I, I don't know if I want to be here. <sighs> I want this on video. Why was no one <laughs> filming this? This is the greatest prank ever. I will say No, it I wasn't actually. You. No, it wasn't. No, no. I talked no, to the it, teacher yeah. later and he said he did it one more year and he's like, sadly, it was a bit of the same reaction. I'm not doing it yeah. again. Huh? And yeah. I'm like, that's for the best. That really wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I love the yeah. twist at the end. It was funny. So here, here's my version of events. Okay, um, I love it. Uh, I hadn't done my homework, um, and <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, this this teacher came to me before class, and he's like, "Hey, um, I, I want to do this thing where I'm going to grab your hair." And this is a <laughs> this is the technique. Someone grabs right. your hair, right. you grab you grab their hand, and you're in control. So I'm actually like pushing his hand right. out of the classroom. He's he's right. reacting to me push him backwards. So I'm the one that's in full control. Right. And uh, the the environment is things like this never happen. It, it's a private Christian school. Everybody behaves all the time. Um, and, and this teacher was probably, I would say of all of all of our teachers, he was like a safe teacher, you know, yes. he was somebody yes. that just accepted everybody totally. for who they were. And we all had utmost respect for this person. He, um, I'm sorry, I'll yes. just say as a side, he mm-hmm. has informed so much of my teaching. Mm-hmm. Like I started, I think a totally yeah. different way. And just remembering that safety and that yeah. acceptance, it was like, <laughs> oh, I want to do this differently. But yeah. Yeah, except this one thing. <laughs> except this one, one thing. <laughs> yeah, except this one time. So we go through it, and then I get paired up with you, and I think, okay, well, this is going to be simple. Um, but then, like, I'm starting to sell it, and everyone in the room is giving me devil looks. And I'm starting to yes. realize this is not good. Um, but I'm just going to go for it because I haven't done my homework. I want to impress Mr. Larson. If I do good on this thing, I'm not, maybe he won't be so upset that I didn't do the reading. Um, cause I was this a slacker, so funny that you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, cause I think I got like a B in that class or something, or maybe a C like, uh, I, I was kind of checked out senior year. And, and so he, he looks at me. The way he looks at me, I'd never seen him look that way because normally he's just a very even-tempered person. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The, the only time I'd ever seen him look that way was um, my, I think, sophomore year. Uh, we were supposed to do the Tawalan, the yearbook, and uh, everyone goofed off, and he got stuck doing the Tawalan all summer. 
and and terrible. he was not he was not cool about it because he spent his whole summer doing our work. Terrible. So he grabs me. He like he just drops those books. He grabs me, and then I do like he a was- full Chris Farley. My legs are flailing. I remember yes. my legs going up in the air, yes. like above my head. I and but can, I wasn't. I, I was pushing him. Your face. Yes. Like you made yeah. this look of like horror and yes. pain. And yes. I still have that in my brain today. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I hadn't done my homework. So <laughs> so we go out in the hallway and immediately we look at each other like we just pulled off the greatest prank that's ever been done. <laughs> They're probably in there peeing their pants laughing, you know. And then we open up the door to everyone is stone faced. <laughs> Except for the people who are crying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God, I am never going to get anyone to go to junior senior with me. Um, no, I'm, I don't remember actually thinking that. I don't even I don't know where that landed in the sequence of events. But uh, I remember I thinking, either. like, all the girls in the class probably think I'm the dumbest guy in the world now because uh, you guys did not think it was funny. It was not cool. It was not funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, though. That's oh, the man. that's the beauty of pranks. <laughs> yeah. The one pranked <laughs> upon doesn't think it's funny, but everyone watching thinks it is. Yeah, so I still me, think it's funny. I'm, I'm like I'm I'm like an observer. <laughs> I'm just hearing this for the first time ever. I'm like, damn, what would I give to be in that class <laughs> at this moment, looking at everyone else's faces? Because in my mind, I would have instinctively knew this is all bullshit. <laughs> So, I don't uh, know if you would have. They no, I, I, I was, it. I was kind of geared differently even yeah. back then. So, my, my stories are kind of different of what I went through back then. I mean, mm. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I, yeah. I don't think I would have fall for it. But then, I don't think so. Yeah, but seeing other, people <laughs> especially because you knew, you know me, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, like I, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think so. Yeah. So, but so this is, make that wow. <laughs> that's a complicated memory because it's traumatic, but it's also like, it's a memory I think back on with fondness, you know, yeah. what's it? Right. Me too. And, yeah. And you've been, you've been talking about both of those things. You keep dancing around this car crash story. And like, I feel like you want to tell it. You, yeah, you don't have cool. to go into the, the, like, you know, cause you know, tri- honestly, like I don't do well with medical stuff. So, okay. you know, for me, feel free to, Sensor, you know, I mean, under, help us understand what it was like to be you senior year, and you have all of this like stuff that you want to get done by the end of the year, and then this motorcycle thing happens. I said car, but motorcycle thing happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, I will say too, it has like, um, um, I would say it has like um, marked my life. I'm, I'm not sure if that's the word I want, but. Um, it has been such a big part of my life and it was kind of wild to go to this reunion and someone was like, Hey, I forget. Did you like hurt your ankle? And I was like, Oh, like it was weird that I felt like I, I know these people so well, you know, we're all so excited to see each other. We're instantly talking about really rich, deep topics were sharing it was just like you know it's like this you just you pick up right where you left off right it's so Mm. great but then for them to not like it just I don't know like it just didn't really hit me like oh yeah you don't yeah you don't know and so the guy that I crashed with he and I had never talked about it um really oh yeah 
And so it was actually very healing for me because we were very good friends senior year. And after we crashed, we, he kind of like stopped talking to me. And I thought for the last 20 years, I thought it was because of the accident and we were able to talk about it. And he was like, actually, no, I was going through some stuff and I didn't, I didn't know how to share it. And so I just kind of like the end of senior year, I just kind of, you know, retracted from everyone. And it was like, and I said like, oh, I thought it was because we crashed. I thought you didn't want to be my friend anymore. And he was like, oh, I guess you would think that it was about the same time, but no, it had nothing to do with that. It was some personal things I was dealing with. And it was really cool to kind of talk that through. Um, the story of the crash is I was working on set for the spring play. It was like the first, it was right before fourth quarter. Um, it was in the very, very end of March. And the guy that I crashed with, it was actually his birthday. So we decided to take a little break. And um, in my memory, I, I don't, this seems strange to me, but I remember one of the people was like, I made a special soup for your birthday, which I feel like in March in the Philippines, that's strange, but that's what I remember. Um, and so there were six of us on three bikes and they lived over, um, Ooh, I'm not going to remember the neighborhood. Um, I don't know, but it was pretty close. Not the one that everybody lived in, but the other one. <laughs> Does that help? Um, I don't really remember. But You take a right when you go out of the gate at Valley Golf, right? You take a right to go that, that way? Or, okay. No, we, not we can that move on. one. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those who know, who okay, know. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move okay. on. Anyway, we got there. And um, we got to the subdivision or whatever. We went through the little gates. Um, and right as we got there, it started raining. And um, we turned onto a road, but the road was gravel. So it's raining. We're on a gravel road. And there's a big pothole. So we swerved, missed the pothole. There's a truck coming. So we swerve again. And because of the rain, because of the gravel, we crash. And... Um, the driver is able to jump off. Essentially what happens to me is I'm straddling the bike. I'm wearing flip-flops, uh, of course. Of course. And so my foot goes into the back tire, but it's still moving. Oof. And it like kind of shreds my foot. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, okay. I'm trying to keep this. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this, keep it a G rating, You're I good. guess. You're good. You're um, good. I entangled in this bike for a while because they thought maybe my legs are broken or something's broken. So they don't want to just like pull me out. Um, I ruptured my main artery, like all like, like my, my stuff in my foot comes out essentially. Um, but there's a bit of time where they're trying to figure out like, how do we move her? So my left leg actually was just laying on the muffler for a couple minutes and if you've ever had a muffler burn. Oh my God. Holy cow. You need like one second. <laughs> and so this was a couple minutes. So I actually have this like chunk from my shin bone. That's like missing <laughs> this like huge divot. Um, so I'm losing too much blood. We cannot get down to St. Luke's. So we decide to go to a very small clinic. Uh, the clinic is called Unciano. Um, one of the other teachers that was with us, um, he is driving 
And it took a while to kind of figure out how to get me in a vehicle because, because of the gravel, like I had gravel, like all over my legs, all over my arms. Like it, it took so much, um, skin Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah. So we went to this little clinic and my body was definitely in shock. I did not go unconscious, which I think is kind of, um, I was going to say remarkable, but actually I just think it's strange because I don't do great uh, with medical things. But I, yeah, I was conscious. And um, right when we pull up to the clinic, (laughs) I'm in the back with his wife. She's like, she's talking to me and trying to calm me down. And we pull up to this clinic and he goes, ah, Unciano. Yeah, this is where Steve died. Um, (gasps) Yeah. So Steve, if, if you were around, Steve was a great friend. He passed away our senior year very suddenly in November and yeah, playing basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Steve and I were in the same dorm and mm-hmm. I just start bawling. And his mm. wife is like, you know, she says his name. And he's like, no, it was, it was here. I was here. This is where oh, he died. Oh my goodness. Yeah. He doesn't get it. And he's like, oh, Meg. you guys were close. Right. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, Meg. Cried and cried. What the and he's hell? like, and then he's like, oh, like, and if you know this teacher, like, he he wasn't trying to be rude. Like, he just, you know, it just was kind of, yeah. So, just like, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> well, <laughs> what the? Well, I, think what? He, I think he was probably nervous. I think everyone was nervous. Oh, he's probably, yeah, I get it. I, yeah, I, he's in know, shock. Like, but, but, like, for you in that moment. Yeah, it was a rough moment. So they don't Rough know how to get me out of the car. <laughs> they don't know. Like, we can't really put you in a wheelchair because there's so much skin missing. Like, let's put you on a stretcher. So they bring me in. And this guy, this doctor comes out. And um, one of my friends had grabbed, like, a roll of paper towels because they know how much I don't care for blood. So they had kind of, like, tried to. You couldn't really wrap it because my nerves were exposed. So they kind of just put, like, paper towel in, like, a bonnet. <laughs> So this guy comes out and he pulls back the paper towels and he goes, you have shattered your foot. You'll never walk again. X-ray. And he walked away. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And so they take me to this X-ray and um, yeah, I realized like I have no feeling and I can't I can't feel my legs. I can't feel my feet. And it's like kind of hitting me like, oh, my gosh, like I. I never walk again. Like, yeah, like a very, very scary moment of, yeah, I, I was in an accident. Like what? Like, you know, just kind of like, it's starting to kind of like settle. And, um, yeah, sweet, sweet Unciano clinic didn't really know what they were doing. So they just kind of shoved everything back in my foot and just stitched really fast. Um, and four months later, fast forward, I graduate. I'm in a, I was in a wheelchair for like a week or two. Um, there's another friend of ours that graduated the same year. He had a motorcycle accident the very next yeah, week. Yeah, my roommate. Yeah. 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 And so we were on yeah. crutches together. And mm-hmm. so we would do crutch races, <laughs> <laughs> which was super unsafe, sometimes very detrimental. But it was like one of those things where it's like, well, let's try to laugh about this. Like, this sucks um so yeah we would like do he would be like you ready for a crutch race (laughs) um but yeah so i end up graduating and i go back to the u.s 
my dad says, I think you should get it checked out. And I'm like, it's fine. It's not fine. It was like three sizes too big, very blue and purple and yellow. And I ended up having emergency surgery and Mm. my foot was full of gravel for like Mm. four months. Um, Yeah, there were just some things that they had done. Um, But yeah, she filled like a six inch tall test tube, like full of gravel. And she was like, I don't know how you don't have gangrene. I don't know how you're walking. Um, So I have to grow like a millimeter of nerves. You need like two to three months. If there's uh, medical people listening, please, you know, write in, correct Mm -hmm. me if this is wrong. But she had said to grow a millimeter, you need two to three months. And I had to grow like over like seven inches or almost eight inches. So she was like, we'll see. I left your nerve root in and maybe you'll grow it back. And so most of my feeling has come back, but still not all. Um, so, yeah. But and that, you're walking. I am walking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still not able to run or, yeah. you know, it's funny. I remember I was like really wanted to be involved in sports in some way. Like I was really interested in maybe like sports medicine, kind of more of like the physical therapy side. And so I remember asking my surgeon, well, when can I, well, like, when can I play soccer or basketball again? <laughs> and she was like, I think you can probably be on the court when you're about 40. Now, my surgery was on my 18th birthday. And I remember thinking, 40, I'll be dead. <laughs> like, 40, <laughs> like, telling an 18-year-old, like, mm-hmm. wait as long as you've been alive and then a little bit more. <laughs> like, but I am almost 40. And it's looking like I might be ready. <sighs> This is beautiful. It is. Beautiful. Meg, it is. You carry on such a bright energy around you. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. I I couldn't even imagine what you went through. You know, I I kind of understand now why you were, you didn't go straight on to the motorcycle story right from the get-go. But here you are. I mean, I'm shocked you still went to graduation, but here you are, you know, (laughs) 20 years later. And, you know, I I feel like there's a a theme of regrowth and Mm. becoming whole again. And you're um, the you mentioned this this emotional journey where you're like, I'm realizing, oh, wow, now is the time to really start stretching those legs as well. What's it like to be at this point in your life where all of these things are kind of coming together at the same point? Um, I think it feels really hopeful. Um, I think again, it's that thing of like making peace, but not necessarily making sense of things. And I feel like that's one of my current kind of, that's part of my current journey of, um, I think I, the way that my brain works is always like, yeah, but why, but let's figure it out, but let's get to the bottom of it, but let's figure it out. Let's you know, let's, if I, if we think long enough, we can understand. And that's not true. Um, and I feel like I finally kind of stopped fighting that and just going like, yeah, there's a lot of things I will not understand. And I want to make peace with that. And I think it looks different for different scenarios, for different memories. Um, but I feel like that's kind of my current path is like trying to figure out, yeah, I want to make peace with what has happened and what hasn't happened and yeah like I I think 
getting back in touch with faith people is part of that. I think sharing memories from my side and your side, I think it's all part of that. And it, it feels, yeah, I think it, I think hopeful is the word that I want. It feels like, um, there may not be a perfect way to do that. And I think I'm making peace with that. I think I'm always looking for what is the right way? What is the correct way? What is going to be the best way? And I think I'm making peace with like, oh, it's just going to be a way. And that's going to be great. And it's going to be my way, you know, and that's going to be great. Like I, I feel like that kind of, it's all included um, and kind of accepting like just the connection with all things I feel like as part of that mm. kind of making peace. Oh wow! I don't want this episode yeah. to end. I know, I know. <laughs> but we're coming. Yeah, we gotta close. wrap up. You know, Meg. I my takeaway from this is I feel like a bad friend in that um, I was at your graduation and I remember. Now that you you've told the story, I remember so much of it now. But that year after I graduated, I came back and I was at your graduation and I. I don't remember hardly anything from that trip because I was so deeply depressed at the time. Mm. Um, and, and you readjusting to going to the U S and, and you telling me these stories is like reminding me so much of that experience. And, you know, we were, mm. we were, we were close in high school and here we are 20 years later. And, and I, I'm hearing this story for the first time in this way. Um, and, uh, you know, it's bringing healing to me too. You know, we're putting mm. the you know, the different threads together. And yeah. uh, Cumin, thanks for being on this ride with us. It's it's <laughs> oh, really it's so funny. It's so funny. So much. This is like yeah. the yeah. interaction this was great. between a guest and a host. It's like you two yeah. in the spotlight, <laughs> spot on. So here's yeah. the call to action. Mm -hmm. Call up your crushes from high school and yeah. tell them. <laughs> Spill your guts. Do it. It's yes. hilarious and it's fun. Totally. I have to, can I share one last quick story? The reason I picked the music at the at the top of the episode is I have this kind of memory. I don't really know what happened before or what happened after. But I have this memory of you and I, Caleb. We went to the mall. I don't know if we went with other people or we went just the two of us. I have no memory. But we, you said, ooh, look at this music store. And we went in this music store. And again, I don't really remember any context. I just remember you put these headphones on me and you were like, let's listen to the song. And we listened to a song from this album, from this Dido album. And I remember I was like, this is weird. I don't know what we're doing. And I started to take the headphones off and you're like, no, 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 no. Let's listen to the whole song. <laughs> and so we just stood there and listened to the whole song. And then I don't remember what happened after. <laughs> and I'm going to... I remember that. I remember it. Ah, and just with that, I'm yeah. going to put that on for our closing okay. music. So, yeah, when you guys were like, do you have a song? I was like, yes, I do! <laughs> yes, our listeners are listening to us. Alright, Caleb, on okay. the count of three. One, two, three. Go Vango! Go Vango! <laughs> you guys, thank you! Thank you.